Boos. Welcome to Oni Boo Podcast. I'm your host, Shawana. I am super excited that you will be joining me each week as I take you guys on the journey of owning who you are. No shame, no guilt, and no regrets. This is who I am, and I'm owning it, boo. Hey, boos, and happy Tuesday. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. Today, I have a special guest that will be joining me, and I'm super excited. Her name is Ella, but I call her Miss Ella. She is over Wise Women Ministry. Say hi, Miss Ella. Hello. Good morning, everyone. So today, I want to say it again. I'm excited to have you. <laughs> and today, <laughs> I'm excited we'll to be, be here, too. I know. Today we'll be talking about Miss Ella Wise Women Ministry and also layers to healing, you guys. Miss Ella, can you just tell us about how your um, ministry was birthed? Yes, I'll be happy to do that. And thanks for inviting me, Shay. I am excited to be here. So Wise Women Ministries, yes, even though we say we're a group of wise women, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we generally, or we, my team and I, we generally like to say wise woman because Mm -hmm. there's so much to seeing yourself as God sees you and not outside of who you are, your individuality, and and who God says that you are. And so, yes, it is wise woman ministries because each mm-hmm. woman is called out of our stories, out of our experiences, the lessons we've learned, the burden of wisdom and, and the transformation that goes on makes you, yeah, a wise woman, your ability to decide that I want to change, I want to be who God has called me to be. So wise woman, is, wise woman ministries is an assignment to equip and strengthen the family unit. That's our thing. Mm -hmm. we're called to help the hurting people uh we're called to help the hurting we lift up the fallen and restore the broken and we do that through weekly prayers uh teaching of the the truth of god's word to bible study you've been there so many times Mm -hmm. uh we do a lot of mentorship counseling daily devotionals uh monthly women's uh, virtual meetings and uh of course how this ministry started this was about uh, about seven years ago, uh, or there about seven, eight years ago, um, I at a point in my life during my childhood, I struggled with my self-esteem from so many words and cutting words, harsh criticism that I went through mm-hmm. in my childhood, and having to find myself in a marriage where this individual was not there, but I was yeah. hearing the same verbal, uh, uh, the same words that I heard um, growing up. It, it really hit me so hard, like, you know, gaslighting and feeling like, oh, that's who I really am. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's nothing good about me. But that out of that pain and that brokenness, I, I found myself just crawling before God to say, okay, maybe there's nothing more. Maybe this is all there is. And God would tell me in his word, you are a wise woman. This is mm-hmm. who I created you to be. And it, it was a struggle. It was a real fight to really embrace that truth that I am not what they said I am. I am because I spent so many years of my life trying to prove who I am, who I'm not, trying Mm -hmm. to make people see me for who I really am. And that was just a lot of work. But then as I began to stay in his presence and he was washing me down with his truth and unveiling who really he created me to be one day at a time, Mm -hmm. I found out that he was sending women with similar stories my way total strangers total strangers yes. you know and it's funny I was in a city where I really didn't know anyone so I knew this was God I would go to Walmart and run into somebody or talking to the cashier and and there was just that point their stories and when, when we're done talking it's like you're a wise woman where did you get all the stories from how did you um get this kind of wisdom yeah. and and I would guide people through. I had a friend that I met at Walmart. Till this day, we're still very good friends. Mm-hmm. And I had to guide her. She was getting ready. She was at a, she was suicidal and getting ready to. Her husband was the way about to get a divorce. And I told her, "How about we go through this?" And I was going through my own crisis in my mind. Mm-hmm. At that point. And that marriage was restored. Till this day, she like, oh my goodness. Wow. And then they would turn around and say, "You are a wise woman." And I would also say, "You are a wise woman." So over time, wise woman, the word was just flying in the air from strangers wow. everywhere. 
And so, yeah, that's how I, so much more to it, but I mm-hmm. think this, this is a good foundation. Yes. Wow. I absolutely love it. I feel like a lot of times um, we're walking around and we're not knowing our true identity and not just that, but like how God sees us. Sometimes we are walking around with how everyone else sees us and how we want to appear. But I think we find that true love and that true identity once we start to see ourselves like how God sees us. So I think yes. that's 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 absolutely beautiful. Also, I want to piggyback on what you said, like how God was sending different people, you know, to you, like at Walmart and stuff. And I found that interesting because I remember there was a point in my life. Um, I remember I was pregnant with my son. I was 19 years old. I was very, very emotional <laughs> at that mm. time. And I had just found out that his dad got 20 years um, in jail. Like he was sentenced mm. 20 years. And I remember I was sitting down and I was crying in the break room and I was telling God, like, God, there's no way that I can raise this baby. And, you know, I found out it was a boy on my own. Like, I can't be a single mom to a boy. I can't raise him. And it's so crazy because, like, at that right at that moment, I was saying that a guy walked in that I didn't know and he caught me crying and he was like, he was older. He was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, Oh, nothing. You know how you try to cover up, you know, your, your tears and stuff. I was like, nothing. He was like, what is wrong with you? And I literally broke down to him without Mm. even knowing him. And, you know, he literally picked me up and he said, you're going to be a great mother and Mm. you can do it. He's like, my mom did it your son's going to be fine. He'll be a respectful kid, a loving kid. You can do it. And I just couldn't, I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't accept that. Like, I loved his words, but it was just still hard for me. But every single week, Miss Ella, I felt like somebody would come to me. This other lady, she was an an older lady, and and she'll catch me. Look, everybody was catching me crying. She'll catch me in the locker room. (laughs) And she'll be like, baby what's wrong and I had so much respect for her to this day and she was like baby what's wrong and you know I told her and she would just speak life over me it was just these women at my old job and you know that one guy would just end my life pouring into me my whole pregnancy and the crazy thing is we didn't keep touch with each other and it's not like we had any you know issues with each other it just seemed like they was just there for that season to push me to encourage me to give me just those words of advice that I needed at that time so I feel like watching the people that are around you just don't be so quick to brush people away Mm. you know because God could be sending them to speak a word to you so yes absolutely because um our brokenness the Bible says God is near to the brokenhearted Mm-hmm. There's no time, no, there's no better time that you're nearer to God or God is nearer to you. So let me put it that way than mm-hmm. in your brokenness, in that pain. Yeah. Uh, but you see the world and even we ourselves, uh, because pain is abnormal. It's not a natural thing that yeah. we're yeah. always on the pursuit of happiness and the avoidance of pain. And so when there is pain, the first thing we look for is how can I get out of this? Mm-hmm. How can yeah. so before we try to see that there's a lesson in it, we're trying to get out. We're yes. trying to look to numb it. We're trying to alter our feelings. Mm-hmm. But in that pain is where we really discover that there's so much more. There's a lesson to learn. So mm-hmm. God was actually sending those people your way because yeah. He cares about our brokenness, our mm-hmm. pain. You know, so so that's that's just profound. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So I remember coming to you, like um, just having a conversation with you because, you know, you, the issues that I struggle with. And I remember saying, like, I'm over this. You know what I'm saying? But why yeah. do I keep going back to it? Like, why sometimes I can still get emotional about it? I forgive these people. I forgive myself because, you know, as you all know, forgiveness is just not about other people. You have to forgive yourself too. And I'm like, ah, you know, I'm over this. And I kept finding myself being stuck in it. And I remember you telling me, um, Shawana, there's layers to healing layers. And I didn't understand that. <laughs> like I, and when, and when you broke it down to me, I was like, Oh my God, like that makes sense. So can you just like 
tell us about the layers of healing. Yes, yes. And and really, when it comes to healing, there's no uh, formula. There's never, it's not like a one size fits all or one thing mm-hmm. fix all the problems, you know. It's just a good example that I, I would give here is let's say you you you're sick and then you go to the doctor first of all there has to be the doctor can't just say yeah yes Tylenol go home you know there has to be some kind of diagnosis to say okay here let's identify what Mm -hmm. the problem is and then there are people who the doctor says okay here's a prescription uh this is how to take it for two days or three days or morning and evenings there are people Mm -hmm. who never go fill the prescription the people who actually then there's some category of people who yes they fill the prescription but what they never take the pills or maybe yeah. they take it for one day and and the medication they ne- they take it for one day and never follow through and never fully arrive at their healing so mm-hmm. healing it, it is a process it's a journey and it's also a decision mm-hmm. you know and just like you said that you kept going back to it yes hovering around that process that that need to say because at that point you knew that it was more. You knew that I wanted to be healed. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that knowing how. And so when we find ourselves repeating the cycle and, and we still have triggers and we're still re- reacting rather than responding, that's mm-hmm. a sign that we haven't fully identified what the problem really is. Yeah. So, so our ability to, before we get to that decision making, what, what really is the problem? That's a mm-hmm. layer. That's yeah. the layer. What is the problem? Why do I feel this way? Why do I, uh, uh, um, for me, mine started, my healing process started when um, I would find myself yelling at my kids and they were so mm. little then, you know, and so one day the Lord just dropped it in my spirit that the children are not the problem, you know. Mm-hmm that it became a situation where they almost they were almost scared of me because they never seen me like that so angry so present but Mm -hmm. absent and so I had to really sit down that these are innocent children they don't Mm -hmm. deserve this it's not their fault it's not their problem I had to do my own work and and healing is work and so when we get into that place of this is exactly how I feel what am I forgiven do I need to and and a, a lot of a lot of our problems, and then there are different paths of healing and, 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 and wherever, you know, it could be from rejection, from abandonment. Mine was from divorce, from the mm-hmm. adultery, uh, infidelity, and being abandoned to raise four children by myself. And so mm-hmm. it, 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 I started with identifying what needed to be forgiven. You know, do yeah. I need to forgive myself? And, I, and also, and I'm saying different layers here without listing them all, that sometimes we project our healing to who did something wrong to us. Yeah. You know, so for a long time, I was at that point of that place of finger pointing. Oh, they did this. They did that. They did it, which we may feel justified, but mm-hmm. our approach may be wrong. We may be right in being angry at what was done to us. And mm-hmm. without minimizing what was done, you can be wrong in your approach. Or if you uh, uh, re- let them, their repentance and their acknowledgement and they're asking you for forgiveness, uh, determine your healing, you're going to be sick for a long time. Because I had to turn the fingers back to myself. How mm-hmm. did I attract this? So that yeah. was a layer that I had mm-hmm. to walk through that I opened the door to this. Because for me... I um I married the same man twice, okay. Mm-hmm. So and of course, uh, both times we got the, he divorced me on both times. But what was it that I didn't get the first time? I had to embrace the the that part of me that was so broken that I was comfortable with somebody who abused me, somebody mm-hmm. who who uh, um who there was a lot of infidelity I had to be comfortable with that that I opened the door I had to own it for myself yeah that it wasn't him it was me so Mm -hmm. that's a huge layer that I had to uh unpack to my childhood that okay Mm -hmm. how did this happen where did this come from you know so I don't know if that answers I have a whole list of ways to follow but yes First of all, acknowledging what needs to be 
forgiven what what mm -hmm. what are area what are things because if we're not accepting acceptance is such a big key you know accepting that oh yeah somebody left i'm going to be uh, a single parent for a season i'm mm -hmm. gonna have to raise boys or um i have to do some work on myself yeah. that's one huge part that we have to really sit on and and unpack one day at a time yeah and I feel like that's that's a big part of why a lot of us can't get to the healing place because we're definitely blaming the person it, 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 you know constantly and it's, instead of acknowledging what we did wrong and why mm -hmm. we did that or why are we blaming this other person I remember um me telling you that I was over what happened like the effect the cause of it or anything that I have done but the emotional part of it is what's sticking to me you know what I'm saying like how it made me feel in that moment is what's so hard to get over like if I felt rejection I'm over you leaving but I'm still stuck on the emotion how it made me feel when you left type of thing. Or yeah. if you, you know, you say, for instance, you talked about me. All right. The words that you said, you actually doing it. I'm over that part. But actually what the, you know, the words that you said, it hit me in a way that triggered something. So it's like, I feel like we'd be stuck in the place of the emotion part of it too. It's easy to say I'm over this but our emotions are still stuck to it which i feel like is what caused triggers mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like the yeah. triggers to be attached to mm -hmm. the emotion so if someone say something mm -hmm. do something you f remembering how you felt at that time it yeah. triggers that you know what i'm saying it, it, it puts you back in that place of how you felt in that moment yeah. and i remember you also saying it's just a moment right yeah. Yeah. It's just a moment and people are affected by that one moment that they felt the hurt, the pain, the betrayal or whatever it is. And they hold on to that one moment for years, yeah. years, 15 years, 20 years. And they still holding on to that moment of that, 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 that pain and everything that they felt. How do you feel about that, Miss Ellen? Yeah, that's a great question see healing like I said before it's a process it's a decision it's a journey so mm -hmm. I call triggers my friends mm -hmm. uh, triggers are messengers they they are um, highlights that tells us that work needs to be done so let's say um let's say you um any 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 kind of let's say you you feel some kind of pain in your body right your mm -hmm. body's telling you something is wrong somewhere something is mm -hmm. wrong somewhere and then you're like okay that's the alert right and then mm -hmm. you're like let's see what really that what what really let's see what's wrong and let's say it's your finger and then you tap on that thing and then you kind of feel it right that mm -hmm. tells you okay something is wrong. maybe the bone maybe something is wrong with the skin that's how you first of all identify that trigger takes you back it's telling you something is off and trust me i believe that pain there is there's a vulnerability that comes with pain and our brokenness mm -hmm. that it's a friend that helps us to say look you're still and, and and it also triggers a wanting that's a desire that there is more like i said earlier right mm -hmm. so that vulnerability that if we can bring that to god in a childlike nature like if you ask a child what's wrong children are more honest than adults because yeah. we <laughs> they tell yeah. you i'm sad right <laughs> they, you, you made me mad you know mm -hmm. you hurt my feelings and and so and and and, and as adults we're running away from our feelings but guess what feelings they pass so we have to be able to we have to be comfortable to feel what we feel i'm mm -hmm. angry i'm ashamed you know mm -hmm. i i i i hate that i have to walk alone they left mm -hmm. me for mm -hmm. another woman i was mm -hmm. raped i was abused that's okay yeah. feel what you feel honor the feelings that yeah. You can still feel, but guess what? As much as we have the courage to feel what we feel and embrace how we feel, 
then we can start owning it and then we can start moving towards what healing recovery that yeah. yes it is a fact that i got i was that someone divorced me twice right yeah. it is mm-hmm. a fact right and and, yeah. and i can get to that point where yes i felt the shame i yeah. felt the loneliness i felt the oh, maybe I'm not good enough. What? You know, the things we project externally, right? And Mm -hmm. then begin to come back to that place of what is truth and what is a fact. Yeah. So you're you're owning owning all of it. All of it. Yeah. That's what makes you human, right? Mm -hmm. That's what makes you. God hasn't called us to be perfect we pursue what perfection and in the hand of god our lives are constantly being transformed i see myself as somebody that as a woman that has been redeemed but i'm still going through transformation and i think that all our lives we're going to go through transformation especially when we are not allowing culture society Mm -hmm. people define or put a cap on on your progression yeah or even us because we are sometimes our worst enemy. We are our own dealings where we tell ourselves, nobody's going to want me. Um, this is all there is. And then we settle for less. Our inner yeah. narratives, the stories we tell ourselves every day, you know, mm-hmm. those sometimes we have to wake up and unpack them in God's truth, in the truth of yeah. God's word. Because every day you're going to find somebody who will tell you something that is not true. Yeah. You're going to find an experience. No money in the bank. You, uh, uh, the bills show up. You're going to mm-hmm. find people who will test you. But when you come back to your center, your core, and, and what I mean by core, what I mean by your center is what is the truth of God's word, regardless yeah. of the facts that I'm surrounded by? Because your progression, your recovery will come from that place. Yeah. It's so crazy you said triggers are friends because I never looked at them as fr- friends. I looked at them as issues. Like I have these, I got to get over this because I'm like, I don't want to be dealing with these same triggers mm. for years. Like mm. when I'm going to get, this has been a trigger for me for so long. When I'm going to get past this trigger. <laughs> so I don't look at, I'd be like, I'm frustrated with you right now. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to be I want to be past this, you know, like yeah. I thought I was past this. So when it comes back up, um, I look at it more as why, like how, like how I'm still yeah. dealing with the same thing from years ago. Like how can I get to a better place? And like you said, I feel like once we own all of it, we can start the process of healing. And yeah. I that, that takes some you know what? That takes some raw truth to it do does. that. It does. Some because, raw truth. Yes, because I think it takes courage to teach yourself that now is no longer then. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. is that's something that till this day I tell myself that because, like we talked about layers, you're gonna. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm at the, I'm at a point where now I have because we got we have we have children together, so I have mm-hmm. to deal with this person on a daily basis, right? And so yeah. coming back again to center, my core, what is the truth? What is the fact? Right? What mm-hmm. What do I need? What is the narrative? What is the script that I need for this yeah. season? So that if I keep having triggers. That means that something ha- still needs to be done. And that's where yeah. some people become, that's where some people numb. That's where some people alter drinking, smoking, alcohol, sex, mm-hmm. shopping. So that's when we become sick people who repeat the cycle. Yeah. But yeah, because there's no, you're, you're still dealing with those issues. There you go. But you're trying to, you're trying to press them down mm-hmm. instead of owning them. And I feel like that's how we put ourselves in broken relationships. Oh, we yeah. build like broken relationships, period, friendships, mate or whatever. We're putting ourselves in situations because we're acting off our emotions. We're acting off pain, hurt, mm-hmm. things that we're not really dealing with. And we're moving forward in our life without dealing with these things. And we're attracting things and, and certain people to us instead of getting to a better, uh, getting to a good place where you're actually healing, like you're mm-hmm. owning all of it. And you, you can sit there and look at yourself and say, what, where was, what was I thinking? 
Yeah. Why would I allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Why would I give somebody this much power mm-hmm. over my life? When yeah. I'm going to stop sitting here using what this person did to me as an excuse on why I'm acting like this? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember, um, and, and this is just me very, being very vulnerable. I was uh, molested as a child, mm. right? Mm. and as I got older I never really dealt with the pain it was more of asking God why me mm. right mm. I I looked at it like I'm a good kid you know why would this happen to me and then when I got a little older and I had my son and his dad ended up going to jail and I'm looking at God like why are you keep doing this to me like mm. you know like why would you allow that to happen? Then you put me in a situation where I have to be a single mom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Then I'm in a situation where I'm dealing with so much pain and issues and insecurities. And I I just, I, I feel rejected on every little thing. Like, yeah. why am I not in a good place, you know? And I'm talking to God, like, why me? Like, why are you doing this to me? Like, how, why can't we put in a situation where I'm actually getting to a place of healing? And I was blaming him for the situations that I was kind of putting myself into. No, yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, actually be molested. Yeah. But as I got older, I was using the pain that I felt for that from that as so many excuses why I made certain decisions mm. in my life. Mm. I looked at myself. I said I couldn't raise, you know, why I said I couldn't raise a child on my own. Mm. It wasn't because I felt like I really couldn't do it. It's because I looked at myself as a broken woman. Mm. How can me as a broken woman raise a boy, raise a kid, period. Mm. So it's like, I'm broken, God. Like, I'm, and, and honestly, for me, just being honest with myself, I feel weak. I feel like I can't stand up firm and and just just say this this is who I am. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. So now I'm I'm raising a child on my own and I don't feel any strength. I don't feel yeah. like I'm, I'm strong enough to do it because I use what happened in my childhood and I used and I said that broke me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what I felt at that time was broken. Yeah. I held on to the word broken. And weak because I feel like I couldn't defend myself. I couldn't stand up for myself. I didn't have a voice or anything because I felt like I was shut down. Mm-hmm. So take those emotions and 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 grow into a woman. I still was that child, that 12-year-old and mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. 19-year-old body mm-hmm. trying to raise a child. Yeah. And even when I had my child, my 12-year-old self still affected me in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Those emotions mm-hmm. of what I felt like, the brokenness, the, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not enough. I'm too weak. I can't handle things. Yeah. It, and then the, the feeling I felt when I got shut down, it kept me in a space where I didn't want to voice my opinion. You know what I'm saying? A lot. I didn't, I felt like I didn't have a voice. So I settled for things. I wouldn't speak my mind. So all of those things I wanted to get out and I wanted to say, I held it in. Yeah. I literally held it in. And I wasn't even looking at myself for so long as to me not letting that part go and just start my owning, just owning all of it. Yes, I was molested. Yes, I was a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't, you know, um, my baby's father was incarcerated. Yes, mm-hmm. I felt weak. Yes, mm-hmm. I felt like I wasn't strong. Yes, I was broken. Yes, I was insecure. All these things I had to own up to it to get to a better place within myself. Yeah. And so once I did that, y'all, the, the freedom that I felt because I kind of said, I said to myself, wow, I gave that person so much power yeah. over me. Yeah. So much power. When you're not forgiving the people that hurt you, you give them so much power yeah. over you. While they're moving on with their lives, you're stuck in it. Yeah. Stuck in it. Yeah. And I remember you said, it's just a moment. It's just a that moment. moment. Yeah. That moment. And we hold on to it forever. <laughs> and we use it for excuses. Like, well, if this person would have never done this, I would have never been in this situation. Mm. I would have never, yeah. you know, been in here. And it's like, 
when are you going to let them go? Like you talk about divorce. Okay. Yes, you got a divorce. But 10 years later, you can't say because of divorce, this is why my situation is like this. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) This is why the situation, I'm struggling because of him. I can't deal with this because of him. Because at some point, you have to let that part go and embrace what you're dealing with right now at this moment. It's no longer them is you mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. you sure and the freedom the freedom of letting that person go that thing go i'm gonna I'm say thing because it can be an addiction or anything anything the moment you let that thing go and you own who you are and you embrace it and you don't look at them as excuses for why you're doing it you can start your healing process yeah you you really can yeah. and it took years <laughs> years and I wanted to talk about layers to healing with everyone because I don't want other women just like I know with wise women ministry you don't want to see other women suffer for so long yeah. right to yeah. to not to not be in a good place to be insecure and not love yourself or not to see yourself how God sees you it's like we have to, guys, you know, get to a better place within ourselves. Like, yeah. we have to drop the excuses. We have to pay attention to our triggers. Okay, Miss Ella, look at them as friends. That is definitely a good way to look <laughs> at them because, yeah. like you said, it's it's telling you, like, this is some work that needs to be done. Let's stop looking at our triggers as negative things. Would you say that as a negative sign? Maybe that is something that, you know, God is like, all right, you you still affected by this. Deal with it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, work on that. I want to talk to you about something. Um, I was on the phone with my cousin yeah. the other day. And we were talking about how some people can come in your life, right? Uh, or just family, period. I feel like family can be the worst. You know, they have the worst effect on you. Because those are the people that you love and that you're close to. So a lot of times they can bring those triggers up just like that. You know, they can offend you just like that. Um, but we were talking about how, you know, you, you come to these family gatherings and say, for instance, she was saying that she was offended and she was um, yeah, offended by what someone said, right? Mm-hmm. And she didn't really speak her mind about it. She didn't really say anything because she don't want the drama or the confrontation to... Um, get to a bad place where they regret something or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she said, it just bothers her how for every family, you know, get together, everybody come together, like everything is fine. And she felt like there's no, that's not healing for her. That doesn't work for her. If you offended me, she wants to be able to talk about it, you know, deal with it. But it's more of, okay, I offended you. I said what I said, but we're going to just get over and brush it under the rug and act like everything is normal. Mm-hmm. I know that's not healthy. How do you you feel about that? Like, especially when it comes to family, because I feel like around holidays, everybody like, OK, let me, you know, get myself prepared before I go over to this house. Let me get my, you know, my mind right. And it's like, why do you have to get to that place? Why we can't learn to have healthy confrontations where we can find real healing within our families like we we so many families we brush things under the rug and expect people to just deal with it and we still be around each other and act like everything is fine yeah that's a great question and I'm glad that your sister was able to acknowledge that, you know, because mm-hmm. many times people don't even voice it out. We suppress, we shove mm-hmm. it down and it becomes triggers that show up at different aspects of our lives. But, you know, yeah. she said something. She said she, three things I, I hear you said. She said I was offended. Right. And mm-hmm. then she said she, you know, she would rather speak her mind, right? But she mm-hmm. didn't speak her mind. So obviously there was a part where she had to like, okay, let me just forget about it. Just let it go. You know, mm-hmm. but then you let it go, but you really didn't let it go because he bothers you because you use the word that he bothered her, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one thing I know, most of the people who can really hurt you are the closest ones to you. Yeah. They are the closest ones to you. They're the ones who really know us more. 
uh, uh, they we grew up together. We're in the same family, same blood, yeah. or we work together. They're the closest people to you, and that's part of being human, right? That's yeah. part of understanding. I think when we wake up every day, and with a mindset that. You were human. We're living in a dark, dying world with a lot of broken people. I think mm-hmm. that mindset would help us change or lower our expectations yeah. on people. Because as Christians, I believe I'm talking to Christians, right? And even mm-hmm. if you're not a Christian, as Christians, who is our who is the author and finisher of our faith is Jesus Christ, right? He mm-hmm. gave us the model to follow when it comes to people. And I'm coming to family. I'm not leaving that out to people mm-hmm. because the Bible says that he did not commit his life into the hand of any man because he knew the nature of man. In mm-hmm. Psalm 119, 165, if I'm right, there is, there's a verse there that says that these people are not easily offended because offense, sometimes anger is is tied to hurt, is tied to frustration, is also tied to fear, right? Mm -hmm. And so if people can make me angry, if they can get, and it's family too, if they can pull this reaction out of me, that means that I'm, why are they able to get this part of me? Why are they able to stir this part of me? Because we haven't been able to come to our center and that narrative. For me, I have a script. I, I, I think you must have heard me say the word script, right? And when mm-hmm. I say script, I don't mean some form of rigidity that cannot change or that cannot be fixed. No, I have a script for most of the things I do. When it comes to, oh, yeah, my kids have to go to their father, uh, um, and so, oh, they're going to be gone for this many days. And I know that, okay, yeah, this person is going to come with their girlfriend. My children are going to be in an environment where uh, these people live together. They're not married. And, and I still see that some of the things that I went through in this marriage are still going to be there. What is mm-hmm. my center? So that I am not reacting to life. Yeah. I am not. When we are reacting, we're still wounded. We're still broken. There's still work that needs to be done. We we responding means you are addressing the issue without the emotions, without the mm-hmm. sentiments, and that takes a lot of work, right? Yes. That yes. When we <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, and I'm a work in progress with that. So I'm not even telling you something that I'm not still working on. So where we can have a mental script that this is family. Uncle Will is going to be there with his drunk self, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The auntie that said this, the one who molested you, that, that, and I'm so sorry about that. We've talked about that before. And, and the yeah. only thing I want to say that, let me digress a little for those, for our listeners and our audience, is that children have no choice. Adults yeah. have no excuse. And yeah. so where we can visit that place of it happened, I was a child, I didn't have any choice but now yes. that i'm adult i take ownership i get out of what 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 i thought what i had in mind to what i have in my hand that's power that yeah. is power mm-hmm. but coming back again where we can tell ourselves coming back to where i was that this is family right we mm-hmm. we jesus christ when they told him your mother and your brother they're out there looking for you where have you been what did he say mm-hmm. he looked around and he said, these are my mother, my father, my brothers and my sisters, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. our, what gets us in trouble is the definitions. Yeah. When we begin to define things, then we, 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 we become entitled, right? You owe me, mm-hmm. your mother, your father, you should be this. But when we can yeah. break out of that and see people for who they are, the people have yeah. wounded, broken that, Whatever they said may have cut through a lot of filters that I wasn't mm-hmm. there when life happened to them. I yeah. didn't do it to them. And so I have to come back to that place where I am guarded, protect your mm-hmm. heart and protect your mind. That is, a, 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 that is power to us every day. And there are two things to protecting your heart and your mind. You can protect your heart from layers of anger, bitterness of what has happened because you've built walls. And I don't believe in thick skin. Where people say, oh, just have a thick skin when you come to family. That, and, and of course, when people say thick skin, that just means that build that wall, right? And that decision yeah. is made from pain, from bitterness, from yeah. anger, from wounds, right? But there is yeah. a way to protect your heart 
from a place of healing. And that says that I'm valuable. I'm loved. I'm seen. I'm known. God loves me. God cares for me. I deserve to be treated right. I deserve to be loved. I am lovable. I'm kind. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you begin to protect your values. You begin yeah. to, and then that's where we come into certain boundaries because she is like you, you're a very beautiful lady. You know, I tell you that all the time, but listen, thank you. Yes. Yes. But listen, Shay, if you, um, um, okay, good example, good everyday example for, for mm -hmm. Jaden and, and Courtney, right? You have labored yeah. for these children, right? Mm -hmm. Would you, you know, the years, the time, the investment that you've put on them, right? Would you yeah. let them, would you take, Jaden and Courtney to the park and be on your phone and somebody tells you that there's a pedophile in the corner and the news is going off. Would you leave them and be on your phone or just be talking? No. What would you do? No. You, exactly. <laughs> you will pick those children because those are your valuables, right? Yeah. You will pick them fast and take them out of that environment. If you, yeah. just like we treasure women, we all treasure diamonds and gold, right? And our precious mm -hmm. jewelries. We don't put them right. We don't throw them right on the countertop. You put them in a chest yeah. in a drawer right right so mm -hmm. so when we begin to determine what's valuable to us then yeah. we know how to allow people into our sacred space that's where boundaries yeah. come in that if i still have to deal with you if i have to be there for thanksgiving party i don't have to cut you off i just have to mm -hmm. have a script i just have to have yeah. boundaries that this is only as far as you can go so that i can protect myself and I'm exactly. not going to take responsibility for your bad, poor choices. And I'm not going to yes. let your choices determine my reaction, how I behave yeah. to life. That's how I live. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love that. Yeah. Boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> I remember you told me um, a small quote. You said, let go of what was and embrace the now. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Let go of what was and embrace the now. Very important. I feel like, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's two things that I want to piggyback on. Mm -hmm. um, you said you use the example of kids. I feel like when we're not in a good healing place or we're not healing from the things that um, hurt us, it can affect your kids. Yes. It definitely can affect you. You sometimes will put your fears onto your kids. Mm -hmm. And I did that. You know, I had to, I remember telling you about it. I struggled <laughs> so hard when it comes to, you know, when, even with Jaden, and he's a boy, but um, Courtney too, when I let her um, ride the bus to school, like the thought of yes. anyone hurting her mm -hmm. or doing something to her, it ate me up, you guys, because yeah. it was just such a fear. It's okay to, um, I would say, to be aware of what might happen, right? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, just be cautious. Don't put your kids or yourself in certain situations and just be, you know, observing, but not healing. It put your mind constantly is always thinking of something might happen or they might feel what you feel or they might, you know, like you, whatever that, that pain or whatever you didn't let go, you think of your kids going through it mm -hmm. and they're totally different from you. They're not you, mm -hmm. right? They're, they're not you. And I feel like it's important for us to heal and, and be in a good healing place for our kids as well. Definitely for your kids. Yeah. So you won't keep that um, generation going of, of, you know, all that, whatever yeah. that you may struggle with. You don't want that to go to your kids, no. to be attached to your kids. Yeah, and that's a very important aspect of our lives, especially when mm -hmm. you've been wounded, because it becomes a generational cycle. Because whether mm -hmm. we don't like it and whether we don't like it or not, when you're wounded, you project those wounds, those your insecurities on your children, right? Yeah. And and and, mm -hmm. and 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 for people who numb and alter with other things, guess what? You end up prolonging the cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Because because yeah. you see, when we do the work. When we're healed, everyone gets healed. Children don't need to be fixed. We're the ones who yeah. need to be fixed. So exactly. when we start saying, telling them something's wrong with this child, and then we take them for therapy. I have nothing against therapy, right? And yeah. then we give them mm -hmm. medication, and then we let the doctors and they label these children, right? Mm -hmm. But we haven't done yeah. the work. What is happening yep. in the home? Right. Exactly. What, what are the words yeah. we're using for them? Who what, the environment that we're leaving them at? But when we yeah. do the work, 
everyone gets healed. Our children mm-hmm. are in a safe place. And, and, and when, like you said, that issue about the boss, remember we had a long talk about that. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah. because you, when we haven't done the work, yeah. we begin to attract. We attract who we are. For mm-hmm. me, I was so broken. Didn't think that I was. Thought it was about the person who did, who abused me, and 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 all of that. But what made me? What was the part of me? I I grew up very timid, shy, self conscious, mm-hmm. right? And so that yeah. low self worth, low evaluation, and and very limited uh, and wrong narrative about myself definitely yeah. attracted a narcissist. So yeah. when we go back, who and most of us are still lost, lost in our stories, lost in our narrative, lost in what somebody did, who said what mm-hmm. and who said that. When we get to that place where we're able to do the work, everyone gets healed. If I have mm-hmm. to still deal with my ex and, and here is his girlfriend and my children are going to be there, hey, let's pray for all yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Let's pray and speak well of those people, right? On their behalf. And speak and and then tell the kids when you get there, be nice, help out, you know, and make sure you Mm -hmm. say your prayer. All of these are seeds you're sowing so that everybody gets healed. But one broken woman, trust me, let me rephrase that. One healed woman can heal the society. One healed woman. Because as women, we're what? We're builders, we're nurturers. Right, yeah. that mm-hmm. one your wisdom as a wise woman, you can change the next generation. I'm all up for the next generation, and so exactly. whatever it could take for me to do my own work, I'm willing to do that to save the next generation. Because these children tomorrow, they will become the society for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes, yes, yes. And we have a big influence on our children, mm. <laughs> big influence on our children, not just us, the people that we allow around them. Yes. yes. Honestly, Very the people important. that you allow around your children, what they see, you model, like it is it, so much. It's not just telling them they watch. Yeah, they, they watch. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And so, oh God, this is such a great conversation. I feel like um. I really pray that all the women that's listening, you know, if you dealt with any pain, hurt, or addiction, or whatever it may be, that you're getting to a place of healing, because it's such um, it's such freedom once you make it there. Once you get there, it's freedom. Yeah, it's freedom, and we we can't continue to brush things down because you will break. Mm. You will eventually break feeling like oh I ain't worried about that you know what I'm saying like oh it ain't it ain't a big deal and you just like oh I'm, you know I do you know I'm not worried about it and you continue to brush your feelings your emotions you're not owning to how it made you feel whether you address the person personally or you just telling talking to yourself about it like you have to get to a place where you're owning Owning who you are, owning the mistakes you made, owning, you know, what people did to hurt you, owning all of it, all of it. That's the only way you'll get to a place of healing. We can't get to a place of healing and you constantly denying what hurt you, hmm. denying your emotions, your feelings. We can't. And and then, like you said, you will start attracting attracting things attached to your hurt Mm, that's right you will you you'll be so blind to things and and you'll be like where does god come from you know how (laughs) how did i build this this friendship this this girl she lies Mm -hmm. i can't trust her you know and you're finding yourself being around toxic people toxic people yeah toxic people you have any um, last words you want to yeah, say? So, yes, yes, this is so good already. I just want to say it, just why there are different steps. And like I said earlier, no one thing fixes everything. Change mm-hmm. is a process. Healing is a choice. It is a process. It's a journey. So admit, just take this for, this is just take away. Admit, accept, 
choose choose and release those are four things and let me quickly mm. break that in one minute admit just yes. like we already said that earlier admit own it this is what happened if you can yes. identify and admitting also include identifying some of the truth that we've learned to live a lie about we just mm-hmm. because it's too painful um to yeah. to to own it it's too painful to visit that area the minute you visit in your happiness your joy is tied to owning the pain embracing the pain accept it embrace it like sure anything don't deny it embrace it accept mm-hmm. it when you accept it there's a rest that comes from accepting it that it happened to yeah. you and and stop saying why me why not why not me i, I had to tell myself that why not me and then choose yeah. forgiveness there's so much power maybe another topic we'll talk about forgiveness there's so much to forgive oh, yes. choose <laughs> to forgive forgive yourself forgive the event mm-hmm. forgive the person the perpetrator and then release it to god because yeah. what we release the bible says that all things roman there's some there's some scriptures that i leave with guiding scriptures every day and i'll give you some and i'll turn it over back to you shay uh, uh, romans okay. 8 28 says all things work together for the good of them that love the lord right god mm-hmm. is going to walk your path your present into his perfect plan because you and i never really know the big picture when we know mm-hmm. the big picture we can release the things into the hand of a god who can be, that we are his masterpiece and and what he really mm-hmm. needs is that peace that you have that 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 guilt that shame that abuse that bring those pieces as they are Isaiah 66 verse 9 says God will never cause pain without giving birth to something new there is a purpose mm-hmm. in your pain so and then Psalm 147 it says that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds their wound like a doctor like a nurse he would heal and bind those wounds. So I encourage us today, trust God with the pain. Yeah. There's a purpose in your pain. Yeah, I love it. So you guys, I definitely want you guys to check out Miss Ella Wise Women Ministry. Can you tell everyone how they can follow you or get connected with you? Yes, yes. So I we are on Facebook, Wise Woman Ministries, just as it is, Wise Woman, Wise Woman Ministries on Facebook. And then uh, on Facebook, you can also find me, Ella Smart Ofugar, S-M-A-R-T O-F-U-G-A-R-A. And then we're on Instagram as Ella underscore smart underscore O. Uh, by email, you can reach me at smartella333 at gmail.com. And then you can also send an email to the ministry, Wise Woman Ministries Tribe at Outlook.com. So the mm-hmm. event, or you can reach me, Trusha. I'll be happy awesome. to, to talk to you. Amen. And then I will put all Miss Ella information in the description of this podcast. Um, also, I want to say one more thing before we go. Mm-hmm. Besides, thank you so much You're for welcome. coming on, being my special guest, bringing your wisdom. I love it. Um, I, we call Miss Ella the the prayer warrior, y'all. <laughs> she literally is the prayer warrior, and she also do um prayer calls on Wednesday, right? Wednesdays and Thursday. Yes. Uh huh. Yes, and Thursday at 5 a.m. So to get connected with her and her ministry and the prayers, please, please follow her on Instagram and Facebook. Like I said, I will put all that in the description um, of this podcast. So thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, own it, boo. And thank you, Miss Ella. You're very welcome. Thank you, Jay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Onibu Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Onibu and subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss our next episode.